Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Ryan Griffin. He's one of the co-writers of that number one single from Kelsey Ballerini entitled Dibs. We talked TikTok, being on the road with Carly Pierce, a new deal in Nashville, using a social media to get instant feedback of new music. We talked about White Claw, Claw Machines, pizza, sushi, record stores. We even talked about an orangutan version of his latest single, Salt, Lime, and Tequila. The only place you're going to find out about that story is right here on Toad's Tunes. So let's get to know Ryan Griffin. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes, back again with Ryan Griffin. What's up, dude? Dude, welcome back to Vegas. Thank you. Always excited to come to Stoney's, dude. Dude, you're excited to come to Vegas. You ain't got a lot of kick. <laughs> you you came here the first time with as support, yeah, for Carly Pierce. Yep, man, let's, that was fun. Let's talk about your your time with Carly on the road. You guys have you guys you did a small tour with her, or yep. was it a decent tour? Or how how long it was, was it? It was a couple months, you know, probably three months or so. We toured and we went all over the country. It was a blast. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. what's your highlight from going out on the road? Did do you? Uh, Two part. What's your highlight of going on the road? The second part is, you look at someone uh, like Carly Pierce, who's like maybe a little bit more seasoned in a sense of the touring and all that kind of stuff. Did yeah. you learn from her? Um, for sure. I mean, we were out in this little like Sprinter van, you know, following behind in their big bus and <laughs> and whatnot. But she is very methodical. Like she gets up and runs every morning. You know, she eats this. Sp- like specific things she doesn't drink a lot you know she's very healthy on the road and honestly that's one big thing that i learned from her i was like if you're gonna sustain you gotta have your regiment truth what was your highlight of going out on the road like that with her um honestly it was the crowds just getting out there and playing and like being introduced to to new people and you know she puts on an awesome show and uh she's she's a vocalist a singer man and that's i kind of fit in that same same lane so it was nice and now, and now you're on your own headlining stuff. Yeah, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. I think that's the whole growth of it all. I mean, um, you get out. Um, we're an anomaly at Stoney's because we'll take you whether you've been on the road with somebody or not. If you yeah. got good music, we 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 search for that kind of stuff. But coming back on your own is it a little bit more difficult? Do you find it a little bit more pressure? Oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely more pressure when you're out there headlining. But one thing I love about what you said earlier is like you know you don't play covers here like we can play a couple covers but it's like we're not a cover band and there are so many situations where we get thrown into that as well right now you know so it's nice to be able to come and like play our music and and uh connect with fans in that way that's perfect yeah Um, man let's let's jump into some social media stuff (laughs) um how long you been on tiktok i hopped on probably in late 20 2020 yeah and started doing that whole thing. And honestly, I mean, just being real, it was like the label was like, man, you got to get on this new thing, TikTok and all that. And I was like, come on, man. I already am doing all these other platforms and everything. I was like, we'll see if this one sticks around a little bit. Right. And so once I saw that it was sticking around and it kind of blew up during the pandemic, you know, um, I hopped on and started sharing my music. And it was like the way that I could go, we talked about this earlier, directly to fans. Yeah. You know, before that, there really wasn't you know, a way to go directly to fans. You had to physically go to them before. So it was really cool. You know, it was like I got to throw up. I I literally take 
I've probably put up a hundred songs on TikTok, you know, over the past year, year and a half. And I'm just throwing up all the songs that I've been writing for the past 10 years and a lot of a lot of my favorites. And then if I write a song that day that I'm just like freaking out about, I'll throw it up on TikTok and just see what people think about it, it's, you know? It's like instant gratification too. Yeah. I mean it could go either way, but <laughs> have you had a bad experience with a song where people are like, dude, trash it? No, people are actually pretty kind. That's one thing that's super strange is I have a bunch of friends that, you know, have big TikTok followings and like, man, some of the comments I get, you know, I, I gotta have some thick skin. I've only had like one bad comment out of the thousands of you know what I mean? Right. It's like I don't know. People have been pretty kind. That's pretty crazy. I read some of the stuff on there. I get the kicks out of it. I mean, I'm not very political, but every now and then I'll see something political come through and I'll just go read the comments just yeah. because I wanna I wanna see where people's heads are. And man, some people, you're right, are ruthless. And I just sit back and I wonder if like when they get all the comments, if they go like physically go through and read them. Yeah. Because that My could make or break you. Is when you hop on comments and then the first comment is like, Did you come here, you know, just to read the comments kind of thing? And ah. like I'm like, Yeah, you just call me out. I'm just right. coming to like <laughs> You got me. You check got it out. Me. Do you um do you find yourself doing I, what do they call them? The TikToks? Do you find yourself doing them on a regular basis? Is like a oh, daily yeah. dude, I mean once we had a little bit of success, the beginning of of what are we in twenty so twenty twenty, um, I, I feel like all these years have just kind of like meshed together. It's it is it has been one long month. It's yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. But when we started to have a little bit of success in the beginning of twenty twenty, um, you know, I uh, what was your question? <laughs> Do you, totally do, you, do you find yourself <laughs> as part of your daily regimen? Oh, yeah. So when we started to have some success, it was literally like, you know, everybody would jump on board and be like, okay, well, you need to do this now. You need to hit the algorithm this way. You need to do this. And it, like, kind of sucked the fun out of it. You know, they made it all business, you know? Sure. And so I just basically was like, you know what? I'm not going to mess with that. I'm just going to throw up songs, have fun with it, show the family, my kids singing, me singing, whatever right. we're doing, you know, just keep it lighthearted and fun. And that's been a blast, you know. But, I mean, it's pretty much every day, you know. Do you find yourself on that platform more than Instagram? 100%. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, I'll get lost in TikTok. I have to kind of, like, uh, I have to monitor myself. <laughs> because you'll spend time, like, watching or oh, yeah, consuming? It, yeah. yeah, I'll just sit there and I'll just be, like, watching. At first it'll start off like, oh, I need to learn what's trending. I need to do and then I'll get sucked into some like time warp and then the little dude will pop up and be like hey you know you should think about going to bed or whatever <laughs> what, on your phone it does that yeah oh no on, or your kid, in kid. Tic, like uh, in tiktok they have like you know if you're on it long enough they'll like throw something up and be like yo you should think about going to bed or maybe dude, taking I've a break never seen that yeah because i'm not on it you don't stay on it long enough dude so i got <laughs> my kid's 13 and yeah. we were laying on the couch probably two and a half years ago and she's like, you need a, you need a TikTok. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck do I need a TikTok for? Like, I'm like, I use Instagram, but I don't, maybe back then I was on it a lot more. Now I don't, I just, I find myself not having the time. Yeah. I get filled in on info from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Did you see this? I'm like, I didn't. I didn't. I yeah. Didn't. I post and then I go about my business. But Probably a better quality of life. <laughs> uh, well, you know, yeah, it's probably got its plus and its minuses. But mm -hmm. so I ended up getting, I named it Toad Talk, T-O-A-D, T-O-K. Okay. Um, in the beginning, the majority of the stuff that I got was people asking me if they can have my name. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm glad I got it when I did, that yeah, sort of thing. Man. But my goal with Same. it was to show what backstage was like and give people an insight to what. But I, I just don't find myself doing it because people, I always laugh that you met uh, Leanne tonight at dinner. Yep. Um, 
she's learning what what the music world is about in a sense because as a fan you don't get to see the other side you don't get to see dinner you don't get to get to see sound check you don't get to shoot the shit and find out that these people are human and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff but one of my goals was to do that but obviously i don't do it i want to <laughs> i think i've got like maybe eight posts on there but it's funny because they'll do okay but the minute i share it on my instagram mm-hmm. is when it does well yeah so i've learned something in that sense but i just don't I don't, dude. I, well, we were talking about at dinner. Like, you have so many stories, like so many stories. <laughs> you need to share. You know, just change the names or sure. whatever, and share all those stories because there's some good stuff you got out some, there. You got some nuggets in there, dude. There is. It's so funny that um, these things end up coming out kind of cool too. And uh, we have a guy in the morning that's on Country AF Radio. His name is Cody, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Dude, the stuff that you talk to people about, no, like." To me, I'm just having a conversation. I don't see yeah. it any different. But I go back to look at someone like Leanne, who's like, who's never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I try and keep these just, just a conversation. I don't. I'll we'll just flow and see where it goes to. I've yeah. only had one time where I sat in a room and it was the hardest thing I ever did <laughs> because I was like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and be done. Yeah, let's just wrap this. <laughs> yeah, we got we got what we need. That's pretty much what it's like. I like TikTok because I get to go on there and I get to see artists. I get to see some of my friends, not very many of them. But I learn stuff. I just learned the other day. I'm going to show you something. There's so many things you can learn on TikTok. Did you know that if you're on photo, do you know how easy it is to go shoot a video? So if you just take this and hold it and drag it over the side, you're now filming. No way. Dude, learned it on I didn't TikTok. Know that. Dude, see? Learned it on TikTok. <laughs> I learned it on TikTok. It's an important thing, Dude, man. There's so many cooking things that my wife watches. Yep. And I'm like, babe, this is delicious. She's like, TikTok. <laughs> my um I was sitting in my truck. I tell this story, it's probably the fifth time I've told it. Andrew Janokas. Mm-hmm. I'm playing one of his songs, and my buddy Ian, his I call her his mess. His mess <laughs> was in the backseat of my truck, and she starts singing the song. And I'm like, wait a minute, how do you know this song? You don't listen like country. She goes, TikTok. And I went, holy shit balls. Like it really works. It like, does work. People and go it translates crazy. to like streaming, which then of course helps your career. Right. So huge. Yeah. Let's talk about it's a big deal. Let's talk about streaming and music. You just signed a new deal. Yeah, man. Um it's kind of crazy. I just signed it last Thursday. And so barely a week ago. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. We did a big launch party in Nashville and Jay DeMarcus from Rascal Flats, he's the one that that started it and it's like, you know, put together this team that literally Billboard called like three times when we did the launch and they were like, "Are you serious? Like, is this an error? Is this person really part of Red Street?" Cuz yeah. they came from other parts of the industry as well. Right. Which was really cool. So, I mean, they're putting together a monster team and we're hitting hitting the road next week doing radio tour. So love it. It's you, happening quick. And you're you're the you're the flagship. Yeah. You're, you're the first artist signed. Flagship artist, which is so cool because I get all their attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that you're going to set a precedence of an expectation of what you want from them. Yep. Hundred so, percent. Yeah. I mean, w- things have changed from the days of the Rascal Flats and how mm-hmm. they started and how they got to where they're going to. So hopefully that's a big understanding with them that you know that. I was asking, I sat with John Marks and I was asking him a question that said, like, you got these three guys on your team where you're helping this band, Neon Union, get where they're going. I'm like, who does what? Yeah. Like, because John, I'm like, dude, honestly, you're not very social. And his answer was, yeah, it's too many touch points for me, which is the greatest <laughs> thing in the world <laughs> because because yeah. it kept him busy. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had to go check all of these things, like, I get it. I yeah. mean, and he's, he's helped artists do some pretty cool things. Well, John Marks, I mean, he's a legend, man. He's helped me so much along the way. I sat here with him and I said, dude, you're probably not going to like me saying this, but dude, you're my idol. Like when I grow up, I want to be just like him because he's come from a terrestrial world, went into satellite, then went into streaming. And the end of the day, all he cared about was good music. Mm -hmm. 
What 100%. else? 100%. Dude, yeah, if everyone man. was like that, just think. He's just, he's a no BS guy yeah. kind of guy, you know? I mean, he's had, I've had him tell me, like, Brian, this song's a smash. I've had him tell me, eh. Right. You know, not, not so good, you know? He's always been a really good, good dude for me in my corner, and he's been a straight shooter, which I really appreciate. It's rare. It's super rare. I always said Just this. in life, period. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the entertainment industry. <laughs> I like it because... I have a couple artists that will send me music, and it'll be raw, and I like it raw. I'm the guy that would rather stand on the side of the stage than the front of the stage because I want to yeah. hear the stuff on the stage. I can I can decipher what's going on. I enjoy that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I like it when artists send me stuff, and if I don't respond, they're like, okay, I want your opinion. Well, that doesn't mean I didn't like it or I did like it. Yeah. But when they ask my opinion, I'm there is no bias in there. Mm-hmm. But And I always say, you ask me my opinion, I'm giving you my opinion. That's all it is. Well, if you're going to ask, more. you better have tough enough skin to get the, sure. the real answer. Absolutely. And sometimes I'll listen to a song five, six times just to really like get an understanding of it. And I enjoy it. I mean, I curate my own playlist stuff on Country AF Radio. I mm-hmm. chase down all my new music. Like I look That's for awesome. it. I'm an avid consumer of it. And I can tell you that there's a lot of people that are my friends that are like, dude, never, never even knew they had a new song out yeah which i like because i know it's working you were also the dude that went to the like the record store on friday right when the new music came out or whatever <laughs> they were tapes <laughs> tapes <laughs> i still i still do that when i go to a new town i find two things pizza and the record store that's awesome yeah i used to do that with my brothers growing up i have two older brothers and we'd always go to peaches which is a record store down in fort lauderdale and i, I think it was every friday we would go and we'd like start off in the country section see what came out and then they'd wander over to like rock and i'd go over to r&b and stuff and right just kind of see that's where i fell in love with like brian mcknight and you know usher and all those guys growing up and it was it's awesome i mean the experience of a record store like i want my kids to experience that there's there's a place in um downtown denver there's a pizza place there called benny blanco's and okay. right next door to it is a record store and my buddy nick lives there i'll fly in he'll pick me up and we go straight there that's awesome we grab a slice there's no place to sit you'll stand there eat your slice of pizza and then we walk to the record store and i always come home with you know a lot, a lot of them are used albums and everything like that but i'll yeah. go look at the new stuff that's out and it's interesting to find that artists are getting back into re-releasing albums again mm-hmm. vinyl which i have a pretty cool record player at home that sits up like this it's not down it's up so it's almost like a oh, floating it's, cool. it's like looking at you yeah. spinning kind of thing yeah and i used to i was on this kick for a while that every weekend i would play it but it, i've kind of like lost that because i'm at work so much but mm-hmm. i need to get back into find that. the time carve out the time for that i just bought That's good for the soul it is yeah you know what and it's neat because having a 13 year old that has no idea what the hell that thing is or why or Dad, what's that thing yeah, yeah. or <laughs> how come you just can't hit next mm-hmm um, I think my next thing I'm going to look for is a jukebox that plays vinyl because I think that would be oh, so man. awesome. That would be cool. I have a, a That'd girlfriend. That'd be real cool. I have a girlfriend. Her and her husband have one that plays 45s. I want one that plays 33s, and I would be happy. So 45s, like the, the small. typical ones that you see. like No, small. F- yeah. 45 are the singles, but the 33s. That's what I've always oh. seen in like jukeboxes, like the small ones. Yes. I've never seen the big ones. Well, I think it's got to exist. Uh, it has to, yeah. I mean, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll like Just commission one. one. <laughs> yeah, I, my buddy today wrote me and he said um, we should have a claw machine inside Stoney's and I said only if you know the thing you put the dollar in and you yeah. try, only if it pulled out white claws <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant right? how does white claw how have they not thought about that I don't know but I, I dude I recorded it right here February 4th 2022 that's it's brilliant mine. but how badass would that be do you know how many people and just make it a dollar so if they end up spending four dollars to get it out, it's still a win. But yeah. if they get it on one, it, they they're stoked. But mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of cool. Dude, right? that's hilarious. I love that. 
Next time I come, there's going to be one here. I'll probably be the one that built it, too. <laughs> Go figure. Dude, so what are the goals for 22 now? Now that you're back on the road again, yep. you're doing this tour, yeah. you signed the deal. Um, new music? New music for sure. We actually have, so Salt Lime Tequila was the one that popped off in TikTok. Um, so hold on, I'm going to go back to that yeah. r- real quick. So you put that up as a demo on TikTok? Yes. Yeah, or so just put, you and a guitar? Or? I put the demo up. It was actually me and my dad just riding in the car in the truck, and I threw the phone up, and I was like, Pops, you know, just listen to this song. And I threw the phone up, and he's like, what, what, are, what are you doing? Why are you recording me? You know, <laughs> he had no idea what was going on. And I uh, played him the song. He loved it. You know, I grew up in the Keys and down in South Florida and stuff. And he was like, yeah, I could hear that on a boat. You know, like, I woke up the next morning. I had like a million, million views and just started taking off. I think it's sitting at like seven, eight million or something now. On and TikTok? Yeah. So it did really well. We put it out a couple times, did well, and then raced to get it. We had like a three-day turnaround to get it out to like p- the public you know to put it out to release as far it. as like spotify and stuff yeah so Streaming. we put it out on dsps and um man it was amazing because and that was one of the beautiful things about being independent is that there was no i had just previously left a major label and there's no way i could have turned that around in three days but we turned it around we captured the market it took off streaming did amazingly well and then XM, you know, everybody's tracking numbers and watching. Right. XM grabbed it. JR, who's the head over there, man, he's like, he's been a champion for a while. And he called me and he goes, buddy, I've been waiting on this for a long time. And he's like, you finally got the song. And he's like, we're going to push the hell out of it. Beautiful. So he threw it up on, on XM and it went number one. And, was it a highway find um, originally? Or? So I was a highway find like three or four years ago. And so it just kind of looped back into the whole highway find thing. Beautiful. But, Man, they showed me so much love, and it was pretty amazing. And then all the people, like from TikTok and everybody that kind of discovered it, went to the streaming platforms and like organically found it, downloaded it, put it in their library, and all this kind of stuff. Because we didn't get a ton of love from DSPs, right? Which ended you mean up as being, far as like playlisting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So DSPs, sorry, like digital service platform. Um, so we didn't get a ton of playlisting, and it was really cool to see the organic growth of people actually going and seeking out the song and right. like saving it. Savor it was crazy. So it was really cool to see that, and I couldn't have done it if I was on a major label. So the fact that I was independent at that time was a huge blessing. What do you call that, the lag? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the lag of being with a, a major label. There's just so much red tape, man. And, I mean, they're amazing at what they do, and they can launch your career, but at the same time, it's like... They can hinder it. They can hinder it, too, especially in the in the early days, you know? It's a bummer because... I think that I believe that in the next five years, I keep saying this is going to be a major shift in music, yeah. um, a major shift, because I think that people are going to um, look at their careers as, a, as an artist a little bit different because you've mm-hmm. got TikToks of the world and because you've got the Instagram and Instagram coming around and doing reels. And, yeah. You know, I learned the opposite of it, that I learned that I post something on TikTok. Nobody watches it. But if I put <laughs> it on my on my Instagram story and drive people back, it does it does. And that's how I grew what I was doing. And it's, yeah. I, I don't, I do it nothing like you guys do it. Nothing. Like, sometimes I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And <laughs> my last yeah, one. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> my, it was funny. My, my last one, um, that I think my last post was um, a Granger Smith thing when he came out okay. as Earl Dibbles. I was standing on the side. I videotaped it. I just saved it. And uh, Austin Burke's wife, who's a TikTok phenomenon these mm-hmm. days. Um, she took my phone. I was in Nashville, and she put the whole thing together. P- posted, woke up the next morning, had like four thousand views. I'm like, dude, that's fucking rad. That's awesome. I, I mean, but 
I just sat back and went, I don't understand it. I still don't understand <laughs> how people find it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. But TikTok, man, it's the whole algorithm. It's yeah. like, it's, it's frustrating too at times because like I'll put up a song that I really love and I'm like, this is going to, I captured it perfect. Like it's good lighting, all of the stuff that you think about when you're doing a TikTok and I put it up and then it's like, you know, wah, wah. Yeah. It doesn't really get shared and people don't, you know, and you can have a million followers but if TikTok, if the algorithm doesn't, I guess if it doesn't hit the algorithm in the right way, you know. Screw the pooch. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Where it's different with like Instagram, if you have a million followers, they all pretty much see it, you know. I don't, it, this is weird. So I've watched Instagram change just in the last six months again. Yeah, to it's where changed a bunch. I post a story and it's getting a lot more traction and and it's, which is weird because I would get like maybe 1% of my following would see my stuff. And now mm -hmm. it's up into like the 12, 13%, which is rad. I think it's good for me because all I'm doing is doing music stuff. That's yep. that. I post pictures of pizza, sushi, and music. That's that's pizza, sushi, <laughs> and music. I need to change my screen. And record name. stores. Yeah. <laughs> and record stores. Yeah. Like literally, that's what I got to do. So let's go back to the rest of 22. So you're yep. going to, are you new music? So obviously that there's, is there two versions of that song? So there's a like a reggaeton version of Salt Lime and Tequila, and then there's the original. And we're about to come out with an acoustic version. Cool. Um, and the reggaeton one, it's so funny because we were just we wanted to throw something out like kind of islandy, you know, kind of vibe to it. And my little boy told me the other day, he goes, "Dad, can you turn on Salt Lime and Tequila?" And we're in the car and crank it on. And he goes, "No, no, no, not that one, <laughs> the orangutan one." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I didn't correct him. Right. I didn't correct him and be like, oh, you mean the reggaeton one? Because I want him to say orangutan. Hell yes. For the rest of his life. How old he's, is he? He's six right now. Is that your only? Your no, only kid? so I have one, like one and a half, a little bit older than Boy? that too. Yeah. Both, both, both boys. boys, Levi and Jude. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, man, they're good kids. I have an older son, and then uh, Heather's daughter. I claim to be my own. She's she's nice. the she's the 13 year old. She's she's awesome. she's a rad little kid. I actually called her today. Uh, my buddy Cody is here. He's the drummer for that R Restless Road band. Yeah. He, he wants to meet you. Um, and I, he's he's asking me to come out to the show and watch him because he's opening for Cam Brown. I'm like, listen, that's amazing. I'm going to call my kid first and see if I went, baby, are you are you a. I didn't even tell Heather yet. Heather has no idea. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, are you are you a fan of Cam Brown? She's like, he's all right. Like that. And uh, I go, do you want to go see him Sunday? She goes, well, I said, we can go in the back and like watch from the side. And she goes, man, I don't, I don't really care. And I just went, <laughs> okay. Okay. I got my ass chewed when I did the Luke Combs thing. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. But that was a little bit different. Well, if you didn't know. ask, you probably would have got your ass chewed, too. But you asked. Probably. I did. You so, offered, so now. My mindset is, like, listen, I'm used to doing one night of music a week, Fridays. Mm -hmm. No, this week I got two. I don't know if I could do three. It's just a lot. <laughs> well, you don't have to really do anything with the third one, though. Like, on Sunday, well, you just show up. You're, you're a fan, I guess. I got to leave my couch. Oh, that's true. Dude, I'm going to be tired. It is hard to leave your couch after the past two years we've had. Yeah, well... Yeah, that's one thing I didn't do, dude. Like I said, we we kind of like I I took I bought a CNC machine and started doing some wood whittling stuff. Yeah, dude. And I actually got into woodwork too. Yeah. Yeah, and what? then I realized I needed my fingers. So I stopped. <laughs> I had one close call and I was like, nope. nope. My guitar player actually still works on it and he's, you know, he's dabbling with it and he cut off the tip of his thumb, I think it was. Yeah. This was like 6 months ago and thankfully it it didn't uh, affect his playing. <laughs> I have um, my last house. I went and bought a chainsaw, like um, okay. at Home Depot, and 
I had this tree and I want to get rid of these bushes and I couldn't find a good a good landscape or whatever. So I, you know, I'm just going to do what I do. And I went and bought this thing. Well, my buddy Ian is a um, he's a fireman, and I called him because um, I these two fingers. I went right across there, right across there. Ooh, buddy. He goes, just tape them together and go to the doctor. I'm like, well. I don't want to go to the doctor because they're going to give me a needle and I'm not into all that kind of shit. So <laughs> he came over that night, looked at it, and goes, dude, you have to just hope that it heals now because you waited too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other buddy, Sparky, came over and he he asked me if he could borrow my chainsaw, but I think he took it and was like, you're never getting it yeah. back again. <laughs> he doesn't need this. <laughs> he doesn't need this. But <laughs> He's I'm, being a good friend. He was being a good friend. But I'm usually pretty good with stuff like that. But yeah. I hit this thing and it bounced back up and hit my finger and I looked down and I went, what the hell? I didn't even feel it, but yep. I cut here and here like really bad and... Um, I'm lucky to have my fingers. You still got them, so you're you're one of the lucky few. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got a little bit of a weird bend to it, but whatever. <laughs> hey, character. <laughs> <laughs> the CNC machine, I really don't have to worry about because I do all the work on my computer and I put it into their software and it kind of just like does what it That's does. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That's the way I need to do it. It's safer. It is safer, dude. Is my safer. dad, my dad was up. They just bought some property down in Florida and he was clearing some land and like trimming some trees and stuff and. He had, a, I think it was like a loader bucket or something. He was up in it, you know, and he's trimming the trees. And we've done that our whole life. You know, right. We've always been around heavy equipment and stuff. That's the business that we had down south. And he's on the last branch, and it was kind of a bigger branch. He's probably 10 feet in the air, and the chainsaw catches, flipped him out of the bucket. Oh, boy. Yeah, fell straight down like 10, 12 foot. I think he fell on his heel, and we were like, we thought he broke his back. Chainsaw luckily fell to the left of him. Hey, man. Yep. His everything was was everywhere. It looked like a war zone. And uh, he we took him to the doctor. He couldn't walk. And thank God, like, he just basically jarred himself. And I think he had a slight fracture, but he's good. He's good to go. But we got super lucky. And that was like Did he get back in eight the months ago. Oh, he's still doing climbing up ladders. Yeah. On Yeah, he doesn't care. That's the important part. Yeah. Goals for 22. Let's get back to that. <laughs> so we're going to re- we're going to release music. Yep. We're going to stay on the road. Yeah. You're going to put out like uh an album or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so we're going to like uh probably early spring put out an EP. Uh, are all the know, songs done now? Probably 4 to 6. Uh two of them are. The rest of them aren't. We're still kind of putting it all together and the Good. coolest part is is that we're literally picking the songs that people on TikTok have loved, like the ones that have done the best. Right. So we're taking a lot of those and just kind of going in the studio and, and working them up. So You live in Nashville now? Yeah, I've How? been there a while. Like what's a while? About 15 years. What made you move to Nashville? From Florida, went, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I came up, went to college. My parents were like, you can fly the coop, but you got to go to college somewhere. So you went to? Went up there, went to Belmont. Okay, four. Did that whole thing. I actually got accepted in the music program and I got up there and I was like, yeah, they're going to like, you know, teach me how to sing better, I guess, or something. And I got up there and within two weeks I realized I was like, this isn't for me. Because they're like, you have to hold your mouth like this and you have to make this noise and you have to learn this classical song and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, no, man, this is not for me. Right. So I called my mom and I was like, hey, mom, um, I think I'm going to transfer into the music business program. Because, you know, I kind of need to know sure. how to save my, my ass, you know. And uh, she was like, all right. So transferred to the music business program. A couple years later, I ended up doing the internship program. And I think we might have talked about this last time, but I ended up going out on the road with Aldine. And I was like that. his tour manager and just kind of gopher, just did anything that needed to be done. And we were running a really, really small, like, bare bones crew at the time. And this was, like, kind of right around his radio tour and release of Hicktown and so it was pretty awesome. I learned so much on the road, man. 
just invaluable stuff out there. Stuff and then that the school CM, can't teach you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you got to be out there and just you know trial by fire. Right. And uh, it's been crazy to see him just explode. It's an understatement. Yeah, the way he has. I mean, the superstar. Yeah. Like legit. You still you still chat with him? I haven't talked to him in years, but like if we run into each other or I see him, I used to call him Peach. Yeah. And Georgia Boy, right. and he called me Crest for some reason. I don't know why. I think it was a whole Ryan Seacrest thing. Yeah. I'll leave that one alone. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> I'll let you slide with that one. <laughs> Do you have like a like the ultimate goal for twenty two something that that's on your radar to accomplish that is kind of not not within reach, but within reach? Well, I mean, to answer that directly, I'd love to be on a major tour. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. We've been blessed to tour with Old Dominion a ton over the past couple years. Um, those boys are amazing. They've been really, really good to us. And then Carly and Michael and and whatnot. So we've been on a few tours, and it's been a, a blessing and a lot of fun. But I'd love to hop on a tour this year. Someone in and mind? Someone that you like I mean, look at? I'm a huge Keith Urban fan. You know, I would love. That's kind of like my ultimate right. to be on a Keith tour. Um, but we get to play Stagecoach this year, which is going to be, that's like a bucket list for me. It's awesome. So we get to do that and um, get to go on my first radio tour, which is just madness. Like I was looking at the schedule today. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. We hit like three radio stations a day and right. do dinners and then we hit two different cities and one, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, I was I was laughing at Ray on his last one through here. He's like literally yeah. comes to town and it's like uh, stop, stop, back to the airport, mm-hmm. and then off he goes. Yeah, there's some there's some days where we land at six and we're flying to the next uh, city by eleven, so we go in and do like two interviews and then fly out, and go right. to the next place. I think I'm, what I'm <laughs> going to do is I want to get in touch with you after you do that, and I want to ask you what the most common question you got asked was. Oh, I'm sure I'll have it. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed. Sure, have it. I sat here with, I'm just going to throw him under the bus, Mr. Craig Campbell. Yeah. Rolled through here. Good dude. I love that guy. He lives in my hood. And so are you going to go to his coffee shop? Yeah. Is it, uh, what is it called? I um, can see it on his shirt. I don't know. Uh, it has something to do with grinder. Grind. Yeah. <laughs> grind. Don't say grinder. Then. Grinder. <laughs> swipe Grinds. left, swipe left. Yeah. <laughs> something he, like that. He wore it when he played here, but I loved it. I sat down with him and we started talking. It's like rhinestone grind or something like that. Grindstone. A, grindstone. Grindstone. I think that's, I think it, that's it. Yeah. I sat here with him and he, I, I'm assuming that he just got done with the radio tour. Actually, maybe that not be the case. Um, I know that he had some interviews for the show that he was doing here through Zoom <laughs> and he stopped me and he goes, you don't have a white piece of paper. I said, I don't. He goes, I'm so glad I just get to talk to someone and not have to read off a piece of paper that they know all the answers when all they have to do is Google it. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> dude. So I'm anxious to find out what your experience is from radio to radio because I know that I know that it's going to be. I've heard so many stories, man. I've heard so many like horror stories about doing radio tours and just how exhausted you are and, you know, all that. So it'll be fun. I mean. Ben Gallagher just came through here on a radio show, and then you get oh, nice. some places you stop. That dude can play guitar. I yeah, that's he's like I, I'm just like he's a mini Keith Urban. That dude's unreal on guitar. But I look at some of those stuff. You're gonna go to some cities and you're gonna stop and playing shows, like mm-hmm. doing little one-off shows and different ones. I wonder how they pick and choose where you play. It's all strategic, man. But we we're blessed to have the same management team as Chesney, Ken huh. Chesney. So we're doing this kind of pre-show thing with the Chesney tour to where 
we'll fly into a couple big cities like the night before and do kind of an official Kenny Chesney pre-show party. That's badass. That I think like Blue Chair Bay Rum's going to be involved and all this kind of stuff. So that'll be fun. That's kind of the what you were talking about, like the live show version of Radio Tour. So right. doing that in like select markets and then we'll fly radio people to the shows and we'll get to play there instead of in like a sterile conference room, you know, where <laughs> they're in the middle of their business day and they right. still have to return emails and stuff and listen to the music. And they're so eating the like, sandwich they brought from home. Yeah, and- we're like, hey, let's just get you out of your element. Come and hang down here with us. Then you can go to the Kenny show afterwards. We'll right. make it like this whole fun experience. It's a win, yeah. I think. So, and I mean, Clint Hyams, our, our manager, and he offered that up and we we're like, Yep. Yes, please. Absolutely. We'll be there. <laughs> I love it. That's good for you. Yeah, man. Is is there so I always ask this question, it's super fun, and then I got a new one to ask you, and then we'll get you back downstairs so you can relax a little bit before you do your thing. All right. Um, if you could put together a show, I think I kind of know the answer already. Yeah. I want to know where you would play. Money's not an object. What place would you play and just give me like four artists that you'd like to take along with you? Oh man, I have two answers to that. So my favorite venue I've ever played is Red Rocks in Colorado. <laughs> How the hell did you play that? We opened for Old Dominion. Jesus Christ. So yeah, man. I've been there twice, never seen a show. It was unbelievable. The place is Coolest beautiful. Coolest venue I've ever ever played. And we actually played it on 9-11. Oh wow. And so firefly uh, fighters fly in from all over the country and they suit up, put on all the gear that the guys in the tower were wearing. And they hike up and down the stairs, the stadium stairs, basically, at Red Rocks. Right. And they do as many stairs as the guys did in the tower. Holy cow. And so we all, Old Dominion crew, my crew, we all got to go hop up there. and We, we do it have, with them. We didn't have gear on and stuff, thank, Still. thank goodness. Because yeah. I couldn't have, I wouldn't have, I would have ran out of breath. But we got to do that. It was really cool. But if I if I could put to go together any show, I think I would honestly play down in Key West. Like, Key West or Key Largo, something like that. Like the Keys were such a huge part of my life. Right. And being a Florida boy, man, just having the ocean behind me, like I love it. We got to play uh, Boots in the Park in San Diego a couple months back, and that was just so cool being right there by the ocean. Yeah. You know. But band wise, they're like like crew wise that I'd bring other artists. Um. Let's pick a big one, and then I want I want you to take a baby band and throw it in there too. So, someone yeah. that, that that you're watching on their way up. Oh man, that's a great question. I mean, I my favorite show, and I'm not biased. I mean, I've if there's any show that I could be really tired of, it's the Old Dominion show because we played with them so so right. much. But I'd probably bring them. They're like my favorite band. They're awesome. Hundred percent. Yeah, they're awesome. Life. They're like the surfaces of country in a lot of way. You know, like well, their story's unreal. Writers. Yeah, and they just grind. They yeah. never gave up. You know, which is really cool. I love them. Um, and then like a up and coming uh artist man. Someone Toad's gotta listen to. Yeah. Let's diversify a little bit and bring in uh bring in Ashley Cook. Okay. I love Ashley Cook. She's cool. I play her on the station. Yeah, man. Yeah. She's just got like she's got an incredible voice, knows who she is. That's yeah. the best kind. She's doing her thing. Um, do you know the guys of After Midtown? I don't. I don't think so. So they're 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 a new band. They just came through here, and uh, we got done with their interview. And I'm going to give them all the props on this question that they gave me. Yeah. No pressure. Wait, they get, they were throwing questions back. They your asked way? me a question. Oh hell, I didn't know that was part ah, of this. You can't, <laughs> dude. Here's what was rad is is they asked me the question and I answered it instantly. And their response was, "You're a fan of music." Yeah. So it just kind of blew me away. One album 
yep. that you can listen to again for the first time. Oh, man. The one that you could go back to and listen to for the first time all over again. Mm. That one that you sat back and went, oh, my God, I will never get sick of this album. Loved it. But that feeling the first time you listened to that's it. That's a really good question, man. I'm um, going to, I'm going to, I said the cult and, a, and that's the band and the album was Love. I was in high school when that album came out and that just dated the shit out of myself. But <laughs> at the same time, I remember listening to it for the first time going, I will never get sick of this. And if I could go back to have that feeling again, that, that there's would. something about like the Eagles, you know, that whole Hotel California. Absolutely. I grew up on that. And there's just something, it's like slightly nostalgic to me. I, I'm Timeless. obsessed with, with, uh, uh, just everything that they, that they did, man. Everything that they do. Have I'm, you seen them live? No, I haven't. Fin- I've seen them I twice. I know Vince is playing with them now yes. in Skill, which I, is super cool. I want to go. They're actually to coming them. to Nashville. You should go. It's in my calendar, yeah, to go if I'm in town. Twice I've seen them here in Vegas. Original band. In, That's amazing. Yeah. I was also blessed. I'm going to throw back even further. I actually got to see the Rat Pack, the real Rat Pack. I got to see all of them. No way. Yeah. That's incredible. When we go to the islands, we, we go probably every other year, and my uncle, who we go over there with, is super Italian. And we always play the Rat Pack when we're fishing. Like, it doesn't seem like it'd work, but it does. Because we sit there and we, like, you know, while we're cleaning fish or something, we're drinking wine, hanging out, listening to the Rat Pack. It just, right. I don't know, adds a little culture. <laughs> it, and, and again, I mean, I always talk about music today. I used to ask the, ask the question all the time to artists, and I would catch them off guard, and I would ask them what their opinion is on um, the entitled number one in country music. Because it's a tough one. I won't ask you that question, but timeless music is what it's all about, man. Hundred percent. And there's, there's, that's it's few and far between these days. A lot of people just put out music and, yep, and don't think about what the longevity is. And um, that's my favorite thing about a lot of music these days. Uh, Mm -hmm. That salt lime and tequila just got a, uh, it's got something to it that makes you, the hook in it. Yeah. Um, because you're. I wasn't expecting it per se. The first time that I heard it, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a little, you know, like one of those knickknack songs." But uh-huh. then I was just like, "Dude, I actually dig this song because it grows on you." Well, it's so funny; it doesn't burn. You know, that's the thing. Like the burn rate's real low, meaning you don't get tired of it, yep. and that's what we've heard across the board. And then like going through, and the coolest part about releasing music on a platform that people can then directly comment. You know, yep, you can go read the comments and. When we sat in the room, we actually wrote that song over Zoom in the middle of the pandemic. Wow. I was listening to a lot of surfaces at the time, which was the what we could play in the house that would just, like, chill out the kids and chill everybody out. And so I was talking to my two guys that I was writing with, my two friends, and I was like, I want to write something like that for country, something that just literally you can turn on if you're having a bad day and puts a smile on your face or at least, like, takes your anxiety level down. All right. And so we were throwing ideas around, and I was like, you know, something like, you know, just take life with a grain of salt. And lime. one of the other people <laughs> said lime, and the other person said tequila. And we laughed, and we were like, oh, that's so funny, whatever, ha, ha, ha. And they were like, oh, shit, that, that's it. That's, that's the hook. And so we ended up writing that song really quick. It kind of fell out in like an hour, hour and a half. And, and uh, Blake Shelton almost cut it. At first, which is crazy, I don't think I've ever actually told anybody that, but I was on Warner at the time. Scott Hendricks, who was my head, like my, my point guy there, he's also the guy who produces Blake Shelton. He heard it, and he was like, this is a number one Blake Shelton song. Sent to Blake, and Blake passed on it. And I'm so thankful that he passed on it, because right. that's the song that's like, 
you know, launching everything. The only thing that would have done is given you mailbox money if you yeah. took it. For a minute. For a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great tune. Thanks for the time. Tell yeah, people how to find you on TikTok. <laughs> hey, Ryan Griffin Live, Ryan Griffin Official. Type in one of those two and you'll find me on socials. Beautiful. Thanks again for the time. Yeah, dude, thanks. Why not have one more with a dash on the rim? Pour it strong, mix it in. When it don't go your way, take it all with a grain of salt. Love.